This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Winning the battles of life. We've been talking about that for a while. And today's the last Sunday of the month. I believe that you are having victory in all areas of your life. Glory to God. So, we live in this world and the Bible said that fight a good fight of faith. And Paul said that though we live in the flesh or walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare. Let's read that before we take our seat. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. So, there are, uh, there is what is called warfare. Spiritual warfare. And the Bible says, for who wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against power, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness. That's Ephesians chapter 6. And I mentioned that I would have loved to go deeper. Again, we can't do that today. Which day? One day we will. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I talked about the Father. I think last week we spoke about the Father. For every battle you face in life, the Spirit of God has a strategy that it gives you to overcome the battle. And you might face the same thing two times, but the Lord might ask you to approach it two different ways. But I would have loved to talk about also the fact that uh, battles have origins and there are some that you can avoid. At times, people get into problem because you are where you are not where you are supposed to be. God bless you, you can have your seats. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We don't use carnal weapons. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. This is the most difficult part of spiritual battle. Strongholds. You see, <laughs> there are, the Bible didn't say a single word there. The Bible used the word, a plural word, weapons. What will overcome this battle? My not for this battle. Faith works at all times, but the demonstration of your faith is in different ways. There are battles. For instance, it is the arrow of truth that can destroy the stronghold of falsehood. Not the arrow of fasting. Hey. I want to be sure that somebody is listening to me. Maybe the direction I will go briefly today is the fact that the most difficult battles to fight are the ones that are inside. You know, I've been stressing that because when you are free inside, you are free indeed. You see, there are many actions that you take in life and they lead to many things. For instance, Jonathan in the Bible died. He was a good man. God had no problem with Jonathan. But Jonathan was Saul's son. And Jonathan did not leave the house when he was supposed to leave the house. Jonathan went to meet David in the field. And he said, I know that you will be king. I'm going to be your deputy. I am the prince. But I know that this crown is not mine. You are going to be king. You see, if you watch epic English movies... The most terrible part of man, they come out during power tozu. For throne, for this, 
you are going to see, and I see the man behind the iron mask, how somebody will become, some of those, there are some of them that are evil, real, I mean, they are real life. How somebody will become a king and kill all the entire siblings. It's happened even in the Bible. Because when, it, and that's what we are, we've seen a lot in our nation also, election time is always a time of terror that Satan is trying to work out tribalism into the election. But we are, we are bound that. And we have said no to it. I think I spoke at length about that on Wednesday. If you are tribalistic, you don't know Jesus. It's as simple as that. Amen. Because I don't know how people... People are... That is one of the most terrible demons on the face of the earth. I told them a story on Wednesday. And this thing, they eat me up from inside. We're in school. Mother married from the village. The father will almost beat mommy to death. She had three daughters. First daughter, she forced her to marry from their town. Husband is beating her. Second daughter, the third daughter was in her fellowship and the mom was already telling her again, you cannot marry outside her. Are you sick? Maybe she marries outside your tribe. Our marriage will be better. Like I said on Wednesday, familiar spirits are at work. Maybe she will confuse them a little. She marries outside her. They are familiar with your tribe. I have never seen Yoruba ancestral spirit troubling an Igbo man. And I've never seen powers, witches in Igbo land troubling a Yoruba man. Those who trouble you are in your house. Because Jesus said a man's fault will be the, those of his household. The highest level of wickedness you will receive will be from your own people. Go to Lagos court and see siblings fighting over properties and one will kill another. We have used a venue as a church before where a brother wasted 13 bullets on his own brother. Are you not better up with other tribe than those wicked people? Who are the people appearing to you in the dream? Are they strangers? I don't understand why people should think tribe. I'm from West here. Nobody gossips like Yoruba people. They will greet you very well. Every tribe, there is wickedness in every tribe. There is wickedness. Your security should be in God. This is not even real to me. My two, I have to stand. All of them is married to Yoruba. I do, it's not real to me. I think of my parents also. I don't understand. Then they mentioned somebody that one Igbo man that married Yoruba, the marriage counter. You're not talking about how many Yorubas. When you watch Facebook, people are talking about the Odyssey marriage. Most of them are from the same tribe. It's not about deal with people as individuals. I've said that before. Yes, deal with people as individuals. Are you getting what I'm saying? Some of the finest people I've worked with in my life, they are not Yorubas. I served in the North. And our friends from the East. Wonderful people. Don't let anybody tell that this tribe is like this. When I was going to return in Calabar, they used to eat people. I don't know how many of you heard that story when you were young. Well, you know, just eat tribe, painting the other one. They are like this. I will say about the nicest people you can meet. They have their own flaws, also like every other tribe. But apart from that, they are about the nicest. They, are tr- they trust people and they are trustworthy. I don't trust most Yoruba people. I only trust Jesus. I grew up in Abilita. I mean, I understand very well. <laughs> I get what I'm saying. See, people should learn to just get rid of all this nonsense they call tribe and everything. I mean, your son falls in love with a lady. They love each other. You meet the lady, everything is okay with her. I said that she's not from your tribe. They say you cannot marry from there. Somebody might be sentenced to so see, this is where warfare is coming into some people's life. Their parents gave them the word. Let, let's see, there are inherited battles. I was, 
I was about to say that. See, it was Saul that sinned. But when he died, Jonathan died with him. Sometimes, whose son you are is very important. Then secondly, who you are married to. Once you say, I do, you have accepted the battles. You better hope that it's a good family and they are winning. This is not a deliverance where we talk about escape. I don't do that. But I'm telling you the truth of God, of which you already know anyway. Anybody you bring to your life, you are going to be part of every battle that they've been fighting. Yes. That is why it's not enough to say, I love her face. Do you love her battle also? That's why you visit their family to know what is going on. Where you can't, you can't, see there are places, if you are there, you get into trouble. And in God's wisdom, it keeps, that's why you don't take any important decision without praying. Are you with me? Yes, sir. There are, because of some people's father, because of some people's, uh, the people they are married to, some people because of location, because of location, you see, whether you like it or not, terrorism in the north is not happening so much here. People that are there, there are villages in the north that if you stay there, going out is a problem. I've seen complaints about southern Canada and some other places. I'm just saying that there are some things, they, they come with the location that you are in. Yes. So in the physical, also in the spirit, there are places you can locate yourself and you begin to partake of the warfare going on there in that case, all you need to do is not to win the battle there, is to get out of the place. If God doesn't want to there. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. It's like the riders you go to, you just have to be a victim of the very cold weather that is there. Locations are also very important in the school of the spirits. They are very important. But the most important is what is going on inside you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Before I, I want, I just want to stay with that second there. But before I'm just, I'm just. Ah, uh, if Jonathan had stayed with David, then he went back to the palace. And the day the battle came, all of them, a father can open the gates of hell over the family. Now, what should a person do? If you are a Christian now in that kind of situation, you must understand the covenant of mercy and you must deploy it. That's why I said there are weapons. At that time, it might not be a matter of binding and losing. It might be a matter of in the court of heaven, pleading and standing on the fact that Jesus Christ has made you free and that you are of God. So you begin to atone, you begin to call on the, atone, the, 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 the uh, sacrifice of Jesus Christ to stand on your behalf. Because it's also possible that a person can get into problem because of where you walk and what is... See, every form of authority is recognized by God. A father has authority over children. Husband, they have authority over wife. Your boss has authority and God does not bypass authority. So sometimes if you are located under a man, any form of authority... And there's a problem with that authority. You might be a victim of what is going on there. How not to? It's not to begin to bind that. It's to actually come through the, there is what is called the covenant of mercy. Mercy will exempt you. 
because somebody has paid the price for you and you can by mercy also intercede for others but this is true but where I would like to start from properly say Jesus said to Peter Luke chapter um, 21 I think he says Simon Simon Satan had desire to have you verse 31 Luke Luke 21 30 or Luke, or Luke. just let me look at Luke let's see <laughs> I quote a lot but there are times also some skip my mind are you with me so I want to see where the Bible says Simon Simon Satan has desire to have you what look is that Luke 22 31 okay thank you 30 31 Luke 22 31 and the Lord said Jesus just picked it ah see this is what I want to share with you today. It's a blessing to be a part of a praying family. And I'm not talking so much about biology family today. I was talking about praying, a praying church, praying family, a praying choir, and you are one of them. I just hope that you don't cover yourself and not let others have access to you. Because you can be helped a lot. In life, we fight at times by deploying the weapons that we know. But you see, there is also a victory that you get because there are people fighting alongside with you. This will look like one of the cases. Just stay here. Don't go. But you know that in Acts chapter 4, when they were threatened, there are some threats that will come against your life. You are not expected to pray alone. These were the apostles who saw Jesus was hand. But the Bible said that they went to their own company, Acts 4.33. And they reported, when others heard, they lifted up their voice and began to pray. There are certain threats. When they told Queen Esther in the palace, ah, she said, this kind of battle, I cannot fight it alone in the palace. Tell all Jews to fast for three days. Everybody began to fast. The victory was won in no time. There are some things that people are fighting that at this level of the fight, you need to bring other people in to stand with you. I'm going to show you a story and then we come back to this journey, which you know very well. Exodus 17. So there was war with the Amalekites. God told Moses, he told Joshua, you go and fight. He said, me, or and Aaron, three guys, which is very important. The Bible says, if any two of you shall agree as touching anything, and a threefold cord is not easily broken. He said, we are going to stand on the mountain. As you are facing life, are there other people who are making supplication to God on your behalf? I, I, I don't know whether, I don't know who told me this, whether it was Pastor Roka or uh, Ebele, that said that one day a very elderly white woman met Bragbilakoni, when Bragbile was just there, and he said, come. I see you as a Bible study teacher. I just want to ask you a question. Who is praying for you? Uh, Bragbile said, well, um, my wife, people in the ministry, they pray. He said, that's not what I'm talking about. He said, anyway, that is why I am from Europe and I am here. To bear you up before God. So I'm not talking about the one your wife is, but I'm talking about who is responsible. Who is holding you up before God like this? That Lord, before you anything crosses to this man, let him touch me first. Rehabonki had a woman like that. Father Nash had, uh, was for Chaljifini. People praying who have made your matters their matters. I'm not talking about prayer contractors. 
and all those silly things I would do. Many of them are just collecting your money for fun anyway. I would try to, I'm talking about brethren who genuinely love you. Who will wake up in the night. As they pray, they remember they pray for you. You will start walking in silence. So when Moses called those people, he said, go and fight. We'll be on the mountain. I told you the story before. And the Bible says, when, so Moses held the rod like this. That was a rod of, like a kind of intercession over Joshua. And the Bible said that when Moses' hand went down, for your hand will go down at times, Amalekite prevailed. And then, when Moses' hand was up, the Bible says Israel prevailed. It came to pass, verse 11, when Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. When he laid down his hand, Amalek, and I've told you before, let me use, who has a jota here? Thank you. Hallelujah. A nice one. <laughs> Asian Jota. <laughs> Asian words ever true. You know? Are you with me? Follow what is going on here. Karus Telekish. I speak the truth in Christ. I lie not. This is coming from my spirit like a warning. For those of you who live solo Christian life, you are not a work. I'm not only talking to people in this church. I'm talking to Christians. Some other online people, a few of them carry their messages also. And I'm talking to all Christians. The Lord did not design this race that some live it the way they are living. Your issue is your issue. You are, you just, and then you are not part of anything, not part of any unit, not part of anything. Men and brethren, it's not so. It's not so. What happened? So Moses did like this. Initially, I believe he didn't know what was going on. He got tired. He just put the hand down. Then he looked down and he saw Israelite soldiers dying. Otherwise, how did he know that Israel was prevailing? He saw that when his hand was up, the battle, dead bodies were going this way. Amalekites. Then he put down his hand. Dead bodies were coming this way. Uh -uh. Then, I'm sure he tried it again. They were winning. Then he put it down. See, the soldiers that died when his hand was down, they didn't die because they were not good. They died because the force behind them went down. And the ones winning, I, I love the way I think Reverend Sam put it one time this way, and I love it. He said that the Bible says the Jews, they were looking for signs. That's first Corinthians chapter one. The Greeks were looking for wisdom. He said that is two legs on which humanity stand. And there are Christians. I don't want to use the word wrong. What they are doing is they are what they are doing is a foolish thing for a Christian to do. I'm not going there for but a, a wrong thing for a Christian to do. There is wisdom and there is science. So I love the way Sam brought it up. In this generation and everywhere in the world, you always see this, this dichotomy, these two. So I will value wisdom. Western world, they talk about wisdom. They even blame Africa, miracle, miracle. It is true. Africans believe more in miracles than wisdom. So we don't produce. We beg God, we pray. Over there, they can. What this one will lead to, wisdom without power, is that you are going to walk away from God. Then later you will discover battles that are beyond your wisdom. There are many churches in America, they don't know what to do about almost, and all those vices going on. I am saying this with all I permit. Mean. It pains me. 
an average American preacher I listen to, they also have their own children on drugs and in all these things. Wisdom alone or power alone. Africa, power, power, they are not interested in wisdom. But he said, this is the interesting thing. Paul said, we present Christ, both the wisdom and the power of God. Jesus is balanced. In other words, you see people on the mountain, day and night praying, they will not get down, read about productivity and do things. And some people will get to that. I don't know why Christians like extremes. Some people will go to the extreme. All this prayer, prayer, prayer. Listen to me. Nigeria without prayer, you are a joke. I don't want to discuss anything election. I remember how arrogant Santa young people were on Facebook that time. Victor Racing just posted that as we pray. No, it's not prayer we need, it's PVC we need. An event will tell you that there are things stronger than PVC. Like he's telling some of them. Anyway, I'm not for anybody against. I'm just saying that people should realize that no matter what, everything you must, you are first of all a spirit being. Most importantly, you are a Christian. You cannot take decisions without praying. You play into the enemy's hands if you do that. So the soldiers fighting without and lifted up, being, being lifted up behind them are the ones who are going by wisdom, by your expertise. Every day you are, as you dress up, you wear your tie, go to work, you are fighting. But are you fighting with something backing you? Or you are fighting by your own intellect alone? You connect to all the people you know. Everything is about how you think it should be done. You have not tapped into a grace that can carry you. Grace is not for lazy people. Paul said with grace I labor more. But you will know that something is carrying you. You will do your part, but something amplifies the part that you have done. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Yes. If you are into interior deco, the Lord expects you to learn, 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 learn. But you see, you will see people who don't know as much as you, they will step ahead of you. If they understand how to tap to some things in God or in Satan, they both give an advantage. Only that that of Satan will lead to destruction at the end of the day. But when people worship him also, he opens the door for them. And you can see around. A singer can sing in his room. Even your family will not buy your album. And your songs are good. She becomes a Luciferian. Or he sends it. They just do something. Their songs are all over. And some of you will put it up as your ringtone. Don't know where it's coming from. Spiritual men are the ones controlling this world. You know, some people will quote some names in America. Say this one. Which thought does it go to which... You need to go and read about this man and know what they truly believe. Then you will understand there is hardly any president or not that does not believe in something. Let's leave it at that. Wikipedia, just read very well and read between the lines. That's why somebody will write, write a book and tell you that seven steps to success. You have read the book. You have almost developed about it. You read, 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 read. Step one, you survey market. Step two, you enter market. Step three, you market market. And <laughs> since the day you have been reading, it's a billionaire. Your account has not crossed 20. Common sense has not told that there is step 8 after 7. That one they don't say. It is that step 8. That one is spiritual. It's on that that all the other sevens will run. He's serious about those seven. They will work something, but they work something on one background. There is step 8. Yes. That's how they will tell you about that. Are you really, are you, are you tired of suffering? And when you say you are tired, then they take you to where... And then all the steps will come alive. 
<laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, I know people have books on their shame, upon books. They've read everything inside out. By strength shall no man prevail. It is good to read. Education, all those, they will give you a form of success. It's possible that your mind, human mind, you know, God has put power on the mind to be able to achieve some things. But when it comes to crossing certain realms, because you are going to be dealing with men who are not just ordinary men. And they tell you, you are not passing this line until. Are you with me? So when Moses were doing, then Moses noticed. Then he told Aaron and home, my hand must not go down. Hold it there. This is what happens when the pastor is interceding for you. This is what happens when your department head is praying for you. This is what happens when you are praying with other brethren. You are causing what is behind you to multiply. They cannot see, they can see you, but they don't know that they that be with you are more than they that be with them. There are they that be with you part time. And people of the spirit can see when you walk into a place. That's why they will say no to others and just say yes to you. They that be with you. They have gone to control things. Are you getting what I'm saying? Is somebody hearing me? Oh, I feel like I have five minutes more. My time is showing five minutes. Thank you, Jesus. Is someone blessed already? Praise the Lord. Go back to where we started from. This is where I said you should put there. And then let me stop on that scripture. And then um, we will continue. <laughs> the weapons of our warfare. So when it comes to strongholds, mindsets, mindsets, mindsets that are terrible. When a woman is extremely stubborn, I met a few like that, extremely stubborn, and there's a mindset that this is it. You can have a mindset that is anti-successful marriage. There is a way you are that no matter who marries you, you are going to fight and they will leave you. And the sad part is that people with that mindset, there are men like that also. The sad part is that people with that mindset, nobody can tell them the truth. The stronghold is so strong See, there is what they call prison and there's what they call fortress. Fortress is to stop enemies from coming in. Prison is to stop you from going out. Are you getting what I'm saying? Sometimes, people are in prison inside. The worst part, there are two parts. One is bad enough. The other one is terrible. The one that is bad enough is that they can't see when everybody's telling them the truth. The most terrible is that they will tell you that I know, but this is the way I want to do my thing. Do you know I have actually seen two or three generations? It was when that marriage ended and the man now wanted to marry. So a very gentle guy. He will even be the one crying, explain to the wife. Finally, someone could have said, I know. When he wanted to marry again, it was then it's as if the eyes of the woman cleared. Then she was trying to beg all of us to beg him. I said, Me, I know they do such. For years we're be see, is that that spirit, it will just make them blind. It will stay there until it is too late to punish them more. When it is too late, the spirit will leave them to now see the truth. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. If a man sees a woman in a wrong way, sometimes there is nothing you can tell such a man. This is what he believes about a woman. This is what I wants to treat a woman. Until I have seen somebody years after all the children moved away from the father. They left him alone. Married the second woman. The second woman too left him and he was just there. 
And somebody said that. One of the said, nobody can successfully live with our father. He said he's been to church. Oh, they help him. There is a mindset that drove everybody away from him. He sacked every staff. Later, he started staying in the duplex alone. And he died there alone. Mindsets. They are the most difficult to deal with. You can address a spirit. If it's like evil disease, if it's actually the disease that the, the ones that are connected to demons are very easy to deal with. If it's like they are easier than the normal ones. If a person is sick, normally he might need some loss of health and then healing power. If it's a spirit, you drive out the spirit and then you pray for the person is healed. But you see, when it comes to uh, my sex, this is where Satan sits and he enjoys it. I'll close with it. What I told them for service, a story. Because it comes from or what is it, first or second, or second, what to believe. What to believe. I told them that um, what do you call it? Um, Andrew Womack. He was talking about the lady. What is it? The daughter. It was. He saw saw in a book. He was a Christian, but he was very religious. When a Roman father died, the child told him that God killed the father and everything. And he accepted. You know, he just believed. Wrong belief is the most dangerous thing. Then he read in a book of a guy who wanted to win souls, but he was too shy to win souls. So he prayed that God should make him sick and die so that his friend will attend for another and be saved there. He developed cancer. True life story. He died. And when they were preaching at his burial, four of his friends got born again. Andrew Omar saw, Andrew Omar is one of the leading preachers in America. Andrew Omar saw the book. He touched him as the truth. He gave it to his girlfriend while he went to serve in American military in Vietnam. The girlfriend read the book and believed us and prayed that God should do the same thing to her. Before Andrew would reach her again, she had developed leukemia. Leukemia, she died of leukemia and four people gave their life to Christ on her grave. And Robert too was expected. Then he went to one church and the prophet was preaching. And the prophet told him that, just look and say, you, you will be an invalid for eight years. That God will use you to make a story. That after that, if God needs you to be seen to prove his power, that is rather funny. He said, after a while, after it, you start coming out of it and your testimony will bless people. And he said he accepted. But thank God for mercy. I see God knew I would use this man mightily. This is a very deep story. After the service, he followed the prophet and the pastor. And the pastors were to go and do dinner. And while they were there, the guy conducted and said, as I told you, they're going to be an invalid, Andrew. And he accepted. Then the guy said, even me, I have like five incurable diseases that this one, that one, God is teaching me a lesson. Then Satan will always over, he will always show himself. Then he added the next thing. He said, God told me also, apart from that, my disease will teach people a lesson. He said, God told me also to fast from the Bible. That means I should not read the Bible for seven years. Andrew said that his brain just came alive. See, may God wake up some Christians. Somebody come, you know, you know I, I, I told them for service, when the word of God is not so much in you, you want to replace it with you are always interested when they say somebody is quoting people's number, telling them what is wrong with them, telling them about your also. Why do you need to know that? Oh, your future. All I need to know about my future, though thy beginning was small, thy latter end, the Bible said that tell, say unto the righteous, it shall be well. Details are not necessary. But see, people become curious. Say somebody. 
let me tell you what will happen. If a soothsayer tell your future, he has not heard from God. He has told you what Satan plans. You accept it, you have just endorsed that plan. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. I know a boy from the time he was very smart. Every time their father brought some funny prophets to the house to pray, he would refuse to read and just stand up. Told the father one day that he can lay hands on you, but not on me. The father understood later when an incurable disease and finances went down, and this boy started banging awards upon awards. He told the father, You submitted yourself. Why can't believers just stay with the word of God? Are their prophets emphatically yes? But you see, do not accept a message from a person you don't really know very well. Whose life you have not tested? Don't. That might be dangerous. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. <laughs> ah, Lord Jesus. Have you heard me today? Glory to God. He told the pastor, sir, you are a liar. He said, the Lord will never tell any Christian not to read the Bible for seven years. He said, now I know that all the other things I've accepted before, and now I reject them. That was how God saved him. He's 77 now. Bouncing in there. He said he's not been sick the last 50 years at all. No drug, no nothing. Look at what Satan, and if you watch an Romans ministry, and you see unusual healings. Satan saw what God was planning, and he was going to do this for him. I know people sat there in that church and they were believing what the man said. That says, I mean, Satan will do a work and he will lie to people that God did it. And people will accept. Then I told of a boy that we, they told me it was late by the time they were telling me. Who was practicing as he was going up at age 14. He was always having erection and, being, and he didn't know what to do. He was not a Christian. Then he started having sex with a dog in the house. And years after, he stopped and decided to go to church. And the pastor was preaching about unpardonable sin. And this boy became scared to death. And after I went to meet the pastor, sorry. And I told the pastor what he used to do. I sleep with my dog. Is that an unpardonable sin? The pastor said, yes. And that means your hell is sure. He said, you mean there's nothing I can do? pastor said, there's nothing you can do again. And that thought weighed too much on him. And he ended up in an asylum. This is why... Let's let just you need to examine things you really believe. You know, there are people that once you correct them, they get angry. Even though there's nothing you have never said anything wrong. I like saying this to people around me. Show me what is wrong, what I've just said now. Oh, I do not think you should go to that place. Uh, hey, are you are that blind? I'm well aware. I choose my words carefully. I said I will apologize if you show me a tense or what is wrong with what I just said now. It's just that your mind cannot receive correction. And when you do that, you might be see, check strongholds inside. What do you believe about money? What do you believe about marriage? What do you believe about raising children? What do you believe about Nigeria? What do you really, really believe? You can stay around so people for too long. They tell you that. I say, let, 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 let us show ourselves. Everything is done in the country and you begin to believe. Then later you come to church and then you want to pray once and expect God. God, the arrow of truth must do something to that stronghold. Stronghold. 
It is where Satan sits. Hallelujah. When we were in school, there was a guy I met. He just couldn't trust anybody. Then he would look at the Bible also. He grew up like that. Even when we started, he would start saying, how oh, are we sure that it's true? We're not there when they wrote it. Somebody prayed for him one day and something mighty happened to him. He testified. Then the following day, he told the person that, how are we sure that the thing did not plan to happen before? People like that, you might need to kneel before God to knock out those things inside them. But the one I'm, I'm resting on today, as to make progress in life, you will cause, you will lose a lot in many of the battles you fight if there is a wrong belief system inside you. It is true. What the Word of God seeks to do is to correct what we have inside us. Shall we rise? Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. We honor you. We worship you. We give all the glory. If we are, I want to encourage everybody to be here Saturday morning. I just want to pray for about 10, 15 minutes for everybody. Being April 1st, the first day of the second quarter of the year. I want to pray. I want to pray. We will also be speaking for the mercy of God. See, it does not matter. You are married to a man who has dealt terribly with different women. He has broken their heart and he's done all kinds to them. Now, that is the one you are living with. You can be a daughter to a father who has been wicked to young girls, destroyed many lives, and he has done things. You know, I saw <laughs> it shocked me. Last time I was in America, I December, I was checking, I was just watching the or whether we're UK last month. I was checking, I was just watching TV. This young girl was going to school about 14, and this man took her in a corner. I think in Brooklyn, raped her. And then because she knew him, she was, when he was done, she was crying. Then he took a rock and smashed her head. Yes, forensic file. They caught the man. By the time they caught the man, he was 60-something already. He was 20-something that time. 42 years later. Yes. There was no DNA test and at that time, the mother wept out blood that they saw the daughter, he smashed the old skull into pieces. When they arrested him, his wife was just looking at him like this. He had become a grandpa, married to a very, very wonderful woman. The woman first said no. She he turned to the woman and said, "Dear, I actually." And he began to weep. He had become a scholar with library in his house and everything. But if they didn't get that kind of man, there is only one way: the sacrifice of Jesus. Is what can bail out all the people that are coming from him also. Otherwise, outside the law of grace, the law of sowing and reaping will obtain. Yes. So this is why every Christian has power. 
because we have obtained grace to enforce the law of grace this is what people don't know who just when people uh faith preachers not done as i don't want to word, but people who wrongly divide the world just say that now that you're in christ it's automatic it's not automatic it's automatic with the knowledge and right application it's not automatic outside that because the enemy is not fear satan is a master lawbreaker he knows that because this man is in christ all things are passed away but he will try the man to see does he understand that all things are passed away will he stand using the right weapon or will i have my way it's true are you getting what i'm saying praise the lord so when i saw them i just wonder wow when they came to arrest even the children grown up now they were just looking at him like the grandchildren they they couldn't fathom a grandpa you did that and i said it was 27 or so he did some people could have done things to people and then here is a child from that he must know number one who he is in christ and enforce it otherwise But thank God also that when we come to Zion, we can speak over one another. On Saturday, by the grace of God, we will just speak God's word. Yes. The Lord is committed to you. Satan does not have any say over your life. Every handwriting against anybody, every wrong voice, accusation, maybe words that you even spoke yourself. You have said things about yourself that are now problems. You have used your mouth to condemn yourself to a level. The blood of Jesus Christ will speak better things over your life. And wipe up those handwriting. And give you a fresh page. So that nothing of the past will ever catch up with you. By the blood you are separated from your past. You have a new life before you. In Jesus name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.